0: In our personal moment, on the culture as a whole, I think it's darkening. And the thing that you and I talked about is the loss of moral compass and moral foundation is beginning to cause people on a broader and broader scale to devalue humanity and human life.
1: Everybody and welcome to Life Reframed. I'm Lauren Morgan. I'm Rick Dunn. Good morning.
0: Well, thank you for bringing the cheer. You're always good at that because, quite mm-hmm. honestly, in East Tennessee today, spring's having a bad day.
1: It's really, <laughs> really rainy. It's, rainy it's kinda, cold. It's it is. It's just after the week. Like we had yes. some good weather this week. We had some sunshine. We're feeling it, yep. and then you wake up and it's like, oh, this is a lot of rain
0: and a lot of cold.
1: And it's cold. But you know what?
0: We both understand what it's like to have a bad day. So we're going to give spring and East Tennessee <laughs> we'll compassion give, give and grace.
1: Grace to that gray, weather because away. we've been there before. <laughs> right. We've
0: been there before.
1: I might have been there, you know, a few days this week. Yeah, so I get that's that. Good. Yeah, we are recording. So we're recording in the morning, which we usually right. do. Uh, we're recording on a different day. Schedules are just, you know. Yeah, busy I've got a cup I've got a field trip coming up beach trip coming I got up. A, yes so Love we're that. just uh rearranging the schedule a little bit but for all of our listeners they yep. really would never know that if I didn't nope. say it
0: no that's good but it's our reality and um speaking of reality that's a bit of what this episode is about it's about engaging and dealing with some things that are realities of our current culture mm-hmm. this has been recorded in 2023 and for whenever you might listen to it but I'm just going to tell a quick story that i think will get us started on this great um so i was with this family recently and they had a couple of kids a couple of boys their sons were playing and one's like kindergarten the others like early elementary school and so they're playing imagination games and they had uh one of them had a police outfit that he was wearing it's like a you know a costume kind of a thing but he's got handcuffs and he's got you know the the badge and all the stuff and the others play and they're just having fun and they're doing what kids do, which is pretend imagination and all this stuff. And then one of them said, you need to hurry. There's a school shooter.
1: Oh my.
0: Lauren, I just like, no, no. And and the school that they said there was a shooter at, they're playing this pretend game. Just the way kids play pretend like cops and robbers. Yes. It's,
1: it is, so sad that that is the reality that our kids live in where that's just natural because they do the drills they do that and we're recording this um about a week and a half after there was a school shooting uh in a in nashville which is for those who don't aren't familiar with the state of tennessee geography it's not far from here two and a half hours
0: and the pastor of that church formerly was a a deeply invested part of the Knoxville community. Mm
1: -hmm. So there's a lot of Knoxville ties. A
0: lot of our people in our lives were deeply affected by what happened to that family and to that church.
1: His daughter died. Yes. And uh, it's just, it's just so tragic. And I, and I think that any, any of them are terrible, but you, the Nashville one you see, and it's like that one kind of hits home because there are so many connections here. It's closer And it's like, oh, that's a school like ours. It could happen to us. Right, It It could
0: happen. Anytime it feels familiar to your world, it feels that way. And so there's a song that that I uh, love by Andrew Peterson called, Is He Worthy? Some people may have sang it in their church as Mm -hmm. a worship service. But uh, here's part of the how the lyrics start. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. And I talk to a lot of people, particularly maybe when you're affected by stuff like this, you see uh, the things we went through during the, when the pandemic was at its peak in our country, you feel the wars, you feel the tremors of China, Russia, you know, it's just all those things. And I think that if you talk to a lot of people, if you said, do you feel the world is darker than it was? We do. (laughs) We do. Yeah. And so... And and you know if if you're a, if you're a regular listener to Life Reframe you know this is our beginning it's not our ending uh, we are about looking at things through a redemption story but the redemption story always begins with reality and the reality is it is hard and it's you know it's 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 really hard for children to have to grow up imagining and knowing they must prepare themselves for the possibility of a school shooter things that you and I how foreign is that to how even you grow up much less me who grew up in you know in the 60s 70s
1: i know i think the thing that kind of hit me um last week you know everybody starts posting things and oh, their yeah. opinions and oh, how yeah. we can fix it oh, yeah. real quick oh, with yeah. one easy yeah, oh, yeah. thing and and obviously we're not going to discuss those things here but um someone was posting about when Columbine happened, which is obviously the first school right. shooting. And it hit me because I was in middle school when that happened. Okay. And I remember the next day going to school and sitting in math class. And we had this, we had some windows and this door that were just exposed, like real easy mm-hmm. to get to on the back side of mm-hmm. the building. And, uh, remember sitting there being like, oh, now we have to think about things we've never thought about before. Like, I never gave those windows or door a second thought. And then it was like, after hearing the stories from the day before, it's like, oh, that's a threat to me now. Or I better know how to get out of those. You felt
0: vulnerable vulnerable for the first time.
1: In school. In
0: school, you felt vulnerable. It wasn't a
1: safe space anymore. To violence. There was a threat to that, yeah. And so what, but what hit me last week was I went to middle school orientation, parent orientation for my oldest. And he will be sitting in the exact same place come this fall that I sat when that happened. And not only is the situation still a, a threat, it's it's worse it's than worse ever. Now. And that's what our kids have known. They've always grown up yeah. in school doing active shooter drills and mm-hmm. things like that. And so it does feel you know, I think about, well, I at least got through however many years of my schooling without having to worry about that. And even then, I mean, obviously, it was a huge deal and whatever. But now it happens so often for right. our kids. And so it does, it does feel darker. It feels like this stuff happens more and more and more and mm-hmm. more. And it feels darker. Mm-hmm. So When you brought this topic up to me, which we talked about doing this before the shooting. Right. We we did.
0: No, this was on the list and we just kind of bumped it for some other things.
1: Yeah. And so that wasn't obviously going to be part of what we talked about. And I actually didn't even know you were going to bring that up. But it's so relevant and -hmm. important and a great example because it's one we can all relate to Mm -hmm but what i said to you and and you haven't answered it so i'm curious to All hear right. on the podcast Here what we i go. said to you was you're like let's talk about is the world darker and i was like is it mm-hmm. is it darker cuz mm-hmm. it feels darker
0: yeah well i think a couple of things is um we have to do two things we have to acknowledge our current reality and we have to look at the bigger picture so i'm going to say things that sound uh, may sound a little contradictory but i promise i'll get back to it okay so in our personal moment, on the culture as a whole, I think it's darkening. And the thing that you and I talked about is the loss of moral compass and moral foundation is beginning to cause people on a broader and broader scale to devalue humanity and human life. And when we had confessor on our beloved confessor, uh, mm-hmm. Before his death, he yeah. talked about his growing up in the very hard part of Chicago. Professor mm-hmm. is Puerto Rican American,
1: and that he knew a lot of darkness. He
0: knew a lot of darkness and was him. in gangs and in those in those environments where Professor had not only grown up but chose to live his light for Jesus. In those environments, life isn't as valuable; it's not as cared for, and so some of this is things that perhaps happened in smaller pockets. Uh, you know, more, uh, tough urban areas, tough rural areas, uh, places with lower socioeconomic resources, absentee fathers, you put a lot of things together and it's not about race and color and all. It's about humanity. You, you, they're just certain things. You move those things out or you move these things in and it's going to devolve in terms of valuing humanity. Well, I believe we're seeing that on a on a broader scale in our country. So that, yeah, that's a darkening. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing people, uh, I always say for the person who isn't a believer, I, I, like, I, I, that's not my role. Like that's God's role in your, life. I don't, that, I don't make those calls. But if you're a person who's like, you know, the whole problem here is Christianity. If we could get rid of all the Christians and all everything that's just be careful what you wish for. Because the foundation, as much as it's corrupted in many ways, and much as you and I are not pretending that churches haven't done things, but we've been very honest on our podcast. The reality is lauren um the lessening of any kind of thing to restrain or to bring a sense of of like well, at least this is true, and that no nothing's really true it's 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 also allowing that darkness to to find its way into places that that um previously were somewhat restrained by the fact that there was some kind of agreed-upon moral compass that held us, at least most of us, intact, right? Right. So you take all those things. Now, having said that, let's also acknowledge that uh, if this is American perspective in 2023. If you were living in Rwanda during the genocide, you would not look at things now and say it's dark, and you'd say it was dark then if you were thrown on a slave ship and taken across the ocean and sold you would have said this that's darkness so let's also remember that while it is darkening this is not like what you would call the peak of darkness Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't minimize what we're experiencing what we're going through so we have to kind of hold those things together for this reason american christians are really bad about saying jesus is coming when things get hard in america when things have been hard all over the world for much longer than they've been here and nobody was talking about the second coming then so that's got to put that in perspective so yes it's getting darker yes we should be concerned and remember it's been dark in a lot of places for a long time if you grew up in poland or the ukraine in the 20th century you know a lot more about darkness than than We do. And of course, Ukraine's in that place now. So putting that in perspective, does that help a little bit? Give the whole of it?
1: Yes, it does. So we're living in this and and some of our listeners will have a greater perspective of a of a global darkening and that sort of thing. But I would venture to guess that most of them have the American perspective of what's happening in our world around right. us right so knowing that how do we how do we walk right in we know we have to walk we have to be in the darkness because right. it's the world around us and then we know from the Bible that we're to be the light yes so how do we do that
0: that's such a great question you know I was with uh uh, a, a dear friend of our podcast, a guest we've had on before and somebody, you and I both really appreciate uh, uh, Matthew Best. I was with him recently and we went to the National Civil Rights Museum and Matthew's uh, uh, African-American, a young black uh, man with a, with a tremendous leadership gift. And uh, it, was, it was such a gift to be able to, to walk through the museum and listen and see through his eyes and hear his voice. And it gave me a sense of perhaps some people would feel like it is darkening in these places, but in some other places, maybe it's getting a little better. And so on balance, all that. But let's all acknowledge this. It's not a good thing when our kids can't go to school safe. It's not a good thing when our politicians tear each other apart. It's not a good thing when uh, the gap between those who have and don't have is widening. It's, you know, so we can, It's not a good thing when people just don't have a sense of valuing. So we're going to mm-hmm. say, yes, just what you said. It is getting darker, and it is cause for concern. Uh, the American uh, uh, representative, republic, democratic, whatever word you want to put on it, experiment is uh, shaky at the moment. Okay. And so that feels also very threatening, and mm-hmm. and tr- rightly so. And so I go back to Andrew Peterson's songs He says, do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through. We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. It's a present and future tense perspective. Do you do you know that the dark won't stop the light from getting through? Yes, we do. And we can live in light even when it's darker. And in fact, Lauren, the light is brighter when the darkness grows. Um, I cannot remember who said it, so I apologize. It's a quote I heard recently. I think I know who. But I'm not going to halfway do it, but... Um, you can't see the stars till the sun sets, and the and the night gets dark. Hmm. So we have not. There's nothing about the gospel that's thwarted. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about our uh, opportunity to live as light or to give our kids a hopeful future. There's nothing that. And, yes, one day this will all be made new, and we will always, always, always be longing for that day. And that's not a bad thing.
1: So what do we do you know i'm always looking for the practicality that's
0: why we're a great team (laughs) how how do
1: we make it practical
0: yeah um you know when you think about light i think people immediately go to well how do we get all everything reversed and how do we fix everything And, and so i'm all about making uh plans and choices and trying to do things to bring the light But I think we have to be careful if we become focused on pushing back the darkness, that that darkness only occurs in absence of light. Mm -hmm. So if you get super spun up on, we got to push the darkness, we got to fight against the darkness, you're, you're, you're very prone to get into thing where you're trying to overpower the darkness. And that's actually Jesus's job. Our job is to be light in the middle of it. That's good. And that's a different calling. And that's what he was trying to help us understand. What the gospels, John says he, in, in him was light and there was no darkness.
1: That's a really different perspective.
0: It's a very different perspective. And what happens is when we get wanting to power against the darkness, we actually get sucked into the same game. And we we are no longer able just to walk in the light. So that's one thing. Two, um, you know, light... Well, I'm going to let me build on that for just a second. One story I referenced recently in one of my sermons was Corey Timboom, Boom, The Hiding Place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is your generation familiar with that story? Or is that like,
1: I think so. Just from, a little bit. But from like, when we, yeah, like yeah, we're young. You're young.
0: So that's a big part of like my teenage, young adult years is this story. She comes forward and she becomes a communicator and a uh, there's a movie and there's all kinds mm-hmm. of about and, and it's about her experience uh, in a concentration camp with her sister and in a concentration camp, everything they did for with Jesus was such bright light, sharing bread, not not abusing people, being hopeful, walking around the camp with Jesus. Like they're just there's so many things mm-hmm. that the light is so bright. And so were God to will that he allow the darkness to press in so that the light might shine we need to have our hearts prepared to be able to to do that and what we do is we let go of our controlling the darkness and do what we can do which is we can be light mm-hmm. but light is best given in in small hidden quieter ways it's not it's not we got to be the biggest church cuz we want to be the light that you know and, and actually if you know and we are in a, you know in a large church If the church focuses on, if if we get bigger, we'll be lighter. You won't be lighter. You'll be darker. If the church focuses on this is who we are and how do we live this out just in our daily world and lives, then you can really be a greater light. So it begins with just kind of looking at your life and thinking, well, who are the children I could love? Mm -hmm. Who are the teachers, coaches, people that are in their lives who are bringing them like, how could I be a greater support to those people? Mm-hmm. How could I be a neighbor? How could I be uh, a person who maybe a person from a different perspective, be it political, racial, socioeconomic would expect me to be one way given our culture. And I'm actually, actually not that way towards that person in my heart and my attitude. It just, it's a, it's a. A surrendered life that would ask the here's you would ask the question, what might it be like to offer this person grace, truth, love, peace, and hope in the way of Jesus, and just make that possible and available to people in the simplest ways.
1: That's really good, and you know, I keep I I keep thinking as wow my words are just really you know not coming this morning
0: it's okay spring's having a bad day too Whew, we're, we're on the
1: same uh, I, I feel like a lot of podcasts though i'm like i can't get my words out yes. i keep thinking as you're talking about this light and darkness thing and my kids will sometimes like they'll they love to do stuff with flashlights or uh candles a couple of them like candles one is not a fan of fire or a flame <laughs> uh or they'll get glow-in-the-dark things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those have a light, but they're it's not very bright. And if they come in, say, the kitchen, and there's the bright kitchen lights and the daylight shining through the window and stuff like that, you can't tell the glow-in-the-dark thing is, is on at all. And even a flashlight, it doesn't do anything. Like, you can see that it's on, but it's not making an impact mm-hmm. because it's already so light all around. And so... What do I always tell them? You have to go into the dark room. So they go into the bathroom, they close the okay. blinds or the shades in there and turn off the lights, shut the door, and then that thing glows. It is so bright. The flashlight is so bright. Yep. The candle flame is so bright. The um glow-in-the-dark stuff that looked like it was not working before is suddenly really bright. Mm-hmm. And so as you're talking, I just keep thinking that the darker it is around us, the more impactful our light yeah. is.
0: Okay. So here's a way to, answer. you just answered your question beautifully and oh, profoundly. Great. I'm just going to give you your words. You okay. ready? Don't be afraid to move toward the darkness.
1: Oh, that's so good. I think so often we have this mindset as believers of we got to get away from the darkness. Yes. We got to get away from it. No. Hmm. That's so good. Yeah,
0: you okay. did that. Well, I just gave the worst.
1: I mean, that's why we have these conversations. <laughs> and that's
0: right? why we, And we, we. It's also why we don't rehearse them. We just yes. let them go. Yeah, true. So, 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 let me build on that for a moment. Um, there are places in your community that don't have the light. Yes, and being the light isn't going and fixing all that or getting all the, it's, it's just not no, removing the darkness. It's not. It's just being in it in some ways that
1: and making that small impact.
0: Yes, yeah, and there are people all around you walking in all kinds of darkness that you could be the light for the hope, the peace, and it's not like a kumbaya kind of thing. We all feel like oh, it's the world's gonna be better, but more of the like, hey, I acknowledge how hard that is. I acknowledge that's not right. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that. Your life's been this. I acknowledge, and I'm here.
1: So good. That's
0: it. I'm just here. Yeah. And so there's a, we, Share a, a love for country music. You know, it actually was not a prerequisite for us working together. We discovered that later. We
1: did we, actually quite a while. But it has
0: smoothed the road. If I say that, it has smoothed the road. <laughs> I'm so glad you feel better about
1: this <laughs> partnership on the podcast now.
0: So, I, n- so once I started a, going. So you no, know, I have a higher bar than that. But I didn't see that part that's that. <laughs> the only requirement to be a podcast partner. With Rick, FYI.
1: Once I, once you know, because we started this in COVID and whatever, right. once COVID was over and I started going to country music yeah. concerts rick was like oh okay this
0: the, might work this might work. <laughs> we're gonna wake it we're gonna be okay i was worried but <laughs> now
1: right. i feel okay about it because she went to see you make
0: it did actually make me happy i will say that so, it did i know so ashley mcbride and brothers osborne have a song called play ball yes. and i would encourage anybody to listen to it i'm just going to bring out two or three parts of it uh because it uh it is how I think of the light. And it's not what the song's saying, but it says it. So it's a story of about a guy named Pete who uh, gets up every morning and goes to the local ball fields. and he's he's like the the youth sports guy who, chalks the line for the baseball field, turns the lights on at night, tells the house, which I know is so near and dear to your heart, youth baseball. I mean, too.
1: it does not hurt that that's what the song is.
0: I know. Well, I, when I heard it, I thought Lauren Morgan loves this song. I know she does. Love it. And, um, but there's just a couple of things that happened in there. So Pete is, uh, you know, he, he's been a Vietnam War vet. He lost an arm in the war. And. But this this guy's describing Pete, and he says the grass is always greener on his side of the fence. And then he line then another line, because he makes sure it is. Mm-hmm. And there's this darkness that Pete's lived through, and yet he becomes a light. And then the, then the song goes: This guy remembering when he was a kid, and he broke into the concession stand, and Pete didn't call the cops, and it turned out it was the spring he the guy's dad left, and just the I get emotional thing with this. Just, he, he says, you know, Pete took him to Golden Corral, which is <laughs> Golden.
1: <laughs> People who don't like country music are like, everything you've described so far is exactly why I don't no. listen to country.
0: But you have to hear but, this. You know, in the South,
1: Golden Corral is a staple. So it's a
0: staple. <laughs> we I'm, don't have one in Knoxville. I've got anymore. Golden Corral There's stories anything. from my child, my children's childhood, and I still feel guilty about them. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> po-
1: we have a new podcast episode <laughs> boy i we, can't wait to yeah. hear that one we will
0: never be sponsored by golden corral but if, i do not think they'd appreciate this but my i'm point- not
1: anti-golden corral but i also <laughs> haven't eaten there in a
0: really long time
1: i'm anti-public buffet so oh that's there, what there you go
0: that takes care of a lot okay. so so back to pete so pete takes it and and so over time you start hearing this little story whether like country music or not, it's a great story and start here, and you get all the all Southern phrasing, love your mama, go to church, play ball, you know, which is all the, but they're so true in that, if you go deeper than that, be in deep relationships with the people. You You got some people in your life, for heaven's sakes, love them well and be loved well by them. Goodness gracious, mm-hmm. this is life. And walk with Jesus, at church, I know Southern religion, church, we're not talking about that, but do, you know, Micah 6, 8, Says, what's the Lord require of you? But do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. Find a way to be the light with Jesus, wherever you are. If you see some darkness around, don't just run from it. Find a way to connect what God may call you to do, um, and enjoy your life and invite other people to joy. So anyway, so the story kind of goes on, and then the last part says, the world would be a better place if we all had a peat. Mm. And I, I'm sure people thought we just went from like major theological and darkness to the world be a better place if we all had a peat. <laughs> yes, Lauren, that's actually the practical answer. Be just the Pete. be a peat. Mm-hmm. Just find a place in your community that will have more light mm-hmm. if you show up there with your heart. Make and the Jesus. grass greener. Yeah, Just do that. And it's not pie in the sky. It's not. It won't solve the world's problems. It won't solve our democracy's problems. It's not gonna solve uh, all the issues of what our kids go through. When you can see hope and light, you can reframe the darkness as not the thing. Hmm. It could be a threat, it might be hard, but it's not the most powerful thing in the room. The light is the most powerful thing in the room and just remember that we have that.
1: So good. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed this conversation and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Life Reframed. Uh, We enjoyed creating it and learning together and learning with you. And we hope that you'll join us for future episodes We'd love for you to give us a five-star rating if you have the moment to do that. It helps us and it will help the podcast. Special thanks to Sam who does all the editing and turns these conversations into a smooth flow. Thank you so much, Alex and the comms team for all the ways you support us. And of course, Laura, we could not do this without you. Uh, Every time an episode of Life Reframed happens, it's because you've made it happen. So we are so thankful for you and we look forward to our next conversation with you.